Hey everybody, Sam Kwok here, and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up With Jesus podcast, where we ask questions such as, what does it actually mean to follow Jesus on a practical level? Uh, are you following religion, law, politics, or culture? Or are you truly following Jesus and really getting to be intimate with him. Now, I want to preface this by saying that um, this is going to be a little bit more of a rated R type of podcast episode. So if you have kids around or children that you don't necessarily want to have them listen to this, uh, give you a little warning here, right? Uh, and this is going to be super personal to me. And I am actually somewhat, I wouldn't say worried, but I am, I, I am, uh, I was a little nervous sharing this uh, or nervous thinking about sharing this, right? And it has to do with the four letter P word. And uh, someone on Facebook jokingly said poop. I'm like, no, it's not poop. Uh, it has to do with porn. And it's about my journey and my struggle with pornography. And a lot of times when we talk about this inside the four walls of, of the church, you know, there's a lot of shame or there's a lot of tabooness, right? There's, a, there's almost this, you know, surprise or gasp like, oh my gosh, how could he, you know, how could he be into porn or how could we watch porn? And I want to address that for a second, and and I also want to preface this episode by saying, you know, there is no shame or condemnation uh, that those are that are in Christ. And this is not an episode or a podcast to tell you, oh, you know, how dare you, or you know, shaming you or condemning you. Uh, I want this episode to be wrapped with all the grace in the world, all the love in the world, not Sam Kwok's love, but the love that comes from the Father. And that's what I preface this episode with. Uh, it's not to say, you know, hey, woe to you, right, who, who watch porn, right? Uh, and of course, you know, watching porn has a lot of unhealthy consequences. And some of you guys might be sh shaking your head and saying, no, it's completely normal. It's a man thing to do, right? All, everyone's doing it. It doesn't harm anybody. And I'll tell you what, it, it definitely has harmed me. It has definitely harmed me. Uh, some aspects of many of my relationships, and thank God that I was able to come to this, uh, uh, not an arrival, but a process of healing uh, early in my marriage. And I can say that, um, I, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I'm completely overcoming, uh, you know, I've completely overcome um, you know, I'm completely every day, right? I'm, I'm every day. I'm just laying my life and picking up the cross and, and, and laying it down every single day. So is my struggle with porn completely gone? <laughs> Definitely not. hundred percent not. Uh, do I still get temptations? Absolutely. Uh, do I fall easily as I did? No. Uh, I can definitely say I have, um, I am definitely more armed. I'm definitely more equipped to deal with it than, than ever before. And I'm going to share exactly what what, um, what I've gone through. It's nothing that I've did. I'll tell you that. It is definitely the grace of, of God and, and what grace uh, he pours onto me. And I know it sounds cheesy, right? Oh, it's the grace. You know, it's the love of God. That, and it, that much is 100% true. But I want to tell you from a practical level what, uh, you know, what the process was for me to really help me overcome some of the struggles and overcome uh, the the uh, the temptations that I face every day, and our current culture certainly doesn't help uh, with with winning this war, this battle against uh, um, you know uh, the temptations of porn, right? So my journey, uh, kind of sharing my backstory uh, with uh, my life of porn pornography, and it might be similar to your story. Uh, it, it may not be. I don't know. Uh, um, you know, I would love to have 
a conversation, a loving conversation full of grace about your struggle and your story. But uh, my story started when I was in third grade, I believe. Third grade, I remember I was in Chicago, I living in Chicago with my parents, um, and I was not doing well in school. Uh, I was definitely not uh, the most brightest or smartest kid. Uh, you know, if you would have looked at me then, some may have said this kid will probably not do well. So third grade, my friend, I still remember this, uh, third grade, my friend Christopher, I couldn't even say he's a friend because, you know, of what happened. Uh, I, I went over to Christopher's house um, and, you know, he's he's third grade, I'm third grade. In fact, this, this actually must have been fourth grade. So, yeah, he's he's a fourth grader. I'm a fourth grader. We go, you know, we're supposed to hang out like like four, all fourth graders do. And he basically shows me this website on the internet. Now, around this time, we had AOL, right? Dial up, right? You, you heard this sound, right? Anytime you go to the internet. This is probably the earlier days of, of uh, internet pornography. So my, my friend shows me this, this and, he, and I'm at that point, you know, I'm very curious. I'm naturally driven to be curious. And I'm like, whoa, what is this stuff, right? You know, why are people naked and doing weird things? And, um, and little did I know, you know, being fourth, fourth grader, zero self-awareness, right? I became hooked. And I, I did not know uh, what this meant or what I was watching. So I went home. Um, and started looking for it. Um, and of course, um, you know, back in the day, you had these like crazy pop-ups that would happen and, you know, images and stuff, right, will pop up. Uh, and <laughs> dark times in the internet, for sure. Uh, not a lot, much of that is illegal now. But, um, you know, I watched it in my dad's computer, and my dad, for a lot of you guys know, he's a church pastor, so he's doing a lot of church-related stuff on his computer. And of course, me having to having to visit those sites, it, I'm sure he, you know, it all appeared and, and stuff, right? And um, a couple days go, a couple days later, you know, my my dad says, "Hey, um, you know, don't watch stuff that's for adults, right?" He, he didn't like, you know, shame me for it. He didn't hit me or anything like that. He just, you know, kind of casually said, "Hey, don't don't watch that stuff. It's not good for you." Um, he must have assumed that I was too young to really, you know, comprehend what was happening, and. Um, that's kind of how it went. Uh, fifth and sixth grade comes by. Uh, we moved to a whole other side, you know, suburbs of Chicago. It got even worse. Um, you know, now I was actually like, like conscious as uh, as far as what I was watching. Right, I, I I actually knew at that point I was making a decision. I'm like, okay, I I, I like this stuff. Right, it gives me the you know this the sensation. Right, um, to to what I understand is dopamine. Right, you just get dopamine rush. Uh, which, by the way, same thing happens when you're addicted to anything, any any drug, heroin, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I can't name all the drugs in the world. Um, but I struggled big, big time in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. I mean, puberty doesn't help, right? I mean, at that point, it's full on. Um, high school rolls around, and I, I do remember getting caught. I got I got caught, I think, I think it was a sophomore year or junior year. I can't remember. I remember getting caught, and my parents were just devastated. I mean, um, they were not happy. I mean, I was caught watching it, right? So my parents were devastated. My dad was devastated. I remember just crying and weeping. And I think I was more so sorry that I got caught, not so much that, you know, I was sorry that that that, that what I was doing was wrong or, or I had any kind of remorse for it. And I knew being a good Christian boy and, and you know, uh, pastor's kid and, and going to church— you know, I, I shouldn't be watching this, that I shouldn't be, 
you know, looking at internet, you know, looking, going through the internet and, and doing this. And I should have, and I, I felt incredible amount of shame. Um, and no, no way in the heck that I was ever going to share this with anybody. Definitely not my, my, my parents. Um, and I will say I, I am partly for, for, for the blame for even introducing Daniel to porn. Uh, when, you know, gosh, he was, he was also fourth or fifth grade, right? That seems to be the average age uh, from just listening to a lot of the guys out there and their, and their stories, you know, third grade, fourth grade, some as early as first grade, my goodness. Um, so I got, I got caught, right? And then, you know, a couple weeks, I don't watch it because, you know, I'm like afraid. Oh my gosh, like what if my parents, you know, uh, catch me again? And it didn't help. It, it, it wasn't a healing. It was more so I just stuffed it into a darker corner of my heart and, said, and decided to say, you know what? I'm going to do even, I'm going to try harder, even, you know, I'm going to be more secretive. I'm going to get smarter about watching porn. So now I've shoved it deeper into the darker spots where I am now completely, I just locked it away. And for those that understand a little bit of psychology, right? And I don't claim to be a psychology about, psychologist, by the way, neither a psychiatrist. So please don't take it, this any, as a mental or, or mental health advice or anything like that. But um, the more you hit it away, it just gets worse. So um, college rolls around, right? I'm still struggling. Um, you, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't even say if I, if I was worse or not. I, all I remember was just struggling, struggling big time. And, and of course, you know, you know, the common saying for, you know, if, if you're addicted to pornography and, and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're knees deep into it, you start to look at women and ladies, uh, like an object, but more so it was being, it was massively damaging my, my emotional awareness, my heart, my soul in a way that I can now fully, I can now somewhat see what was happening. So, um, so it wasn't until actually um, probably late last year. I mean, COVID nineteen definitely does not help with this stuff. I mean, it, it is with, with 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 being addicted to pornography and all that, right? So it wasn't really till last year I started to, to like get really angry about this. Like, I gotta quit this thing. I gotta, you know, if I have to use sheer discipline, sheer force, and 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 I gotta figure out how to somehow, somehow quit this thing. Uh, or it's going to completely ravage me. It's going to completely ravage my marriage. It's going to completely ravage my relationship I have with my daughter. It's not going to be healthy at all. And the way that I saw my this problem was, you know, to me I saw it as, oh, it's a problem that I can tackle. And that, that's that's something that a lot of guys uh, would would say. It's like, oh, this is a this is a problem. I, I I can use my sheer force. I can use my sheer strength, discipline, willpower, whole nine yards. And I'm here to tell you guys, all all the men and ladies out there watching this, no in heck can you ever break away from this addiction as strong as pornography by sheer willpower and discipline alone. I tried it. I've, I've installed all kinds of content blocker. I had an accountability buddy. Um, you know, I told, even told my pastor about it. Um, and yet I was still struggling. Why? Like, you know, I'm using all kind, all the playbook, in, 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 you know, I've tried everything, literally content blocker, um, you know, tried using my, tried using my phone, like a phone app to basically track my habits. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a business guy. I'm very entrepreneurial. I'm a very, very much of a go-getter. And, you know, the belief that I have is if I can spend enough time and energy, I can, I can do stuff and I can overcome problems. But this was what the one thing that 
I just could not fight and win. It was way too strong. So I started, you know, watching videos on TED Talk. And this is actually, you know, I, of course I prayed. I was like, God, you know, I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with this very fact that I, I, I look, at, look at what you've created and it's completely distorted. Um, and, I, and I prayed prayed to God to take this away from me. I was like, God, I, I, I'm, and you know what? This is, and we'll have a separate episode about this. But every time I watched porn, you know, did stuff that I'm absolutely shameful for. You know, I would I would say a prayer afterwards, saying, "God, forgive me." You know, I'm sorry. I'll ne- I'll never do it again. Right? Sounds familiar, right? Uh, <laughs> never do it again. And uh, you know, like I, you know, I just so, felt so terrible. Right? I felt so much shame. And, I, and at, at that point, I'm feeling God will never probably hear my prayer. Just the amount of crazy stuff. Just you know, um, watching porn. God will probably be so far away. You know, until I repent and until I come clean, until I do all of that, he's probably not going to even look at me. Which, by the way, is what the enemy does. It's, it's what the evil one wants, to, wants us to think as far as, you know, God being so far away that we won't be able to hear him and that he won't be able to hear us because of, of pornography. And I'm here to tell you guys that's completely malarkey. That's completely BS. Yes, I said it. Okay, it's completely trash, hogwash crap. That to, to believe that God is so far away because of what you've done, completely hogwash. Completely hogwash. You look at every biblical character in, 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 the, in the Bible, many of them completely fall, completely fall short. You look at King David. Dude's a murderer. Okay? Dude's an adulterer. He's, he probably done, he's probably done every sin in the playbook. Okay? You look at even Moses. You look at even um, uh, Saul. Right? You look at um, Solomon. Gosh, you know, let's not even get started there. Yet, at every turn in their life, God comes first. God comes and approaches them and says, Hey, you know what? I know you messed up. Okay? Yes, I can see you repented. You know, David, you know, crying and, and, and just... In, in anguish, you know, praise a prayer of repent, uh, repentance. But God is always there. God is always next to us and says, you know what? I, I forgive you. I forgive you. There's no, there's no, and, and even Paul says it in Rome, Romans. There, there's, no, there's no shame and condemnation that, for those that are in Christ, Jesus. And, you know, many of us guys walking in, you know, with Jesus and, and following him, tend to forget that a lot of times because we make it about us. We make it about me. What can I do to break away from shame? What can I do to, to fight uh, this guilt? What can I do? No, 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 no. No, it's not about you. It's about, it's about him. The fact that he, he, you know, he came down here to, to build a relationship with us, to reconcile, yeah, it's not about us. It's about responding to what he's doing, he's done, and he will do. So here's kind of, Kind of bring it all kind of the full circle. So um, God has led me to watch this TED talk, TED talk. Yes, God can use TED Talks, okay? And uh, I watched this TED Talk video. I'd be more than happy to share this with you guys. Uh, it's about addiction. I, I can't remember the exact guy, the, the presenter. Uh, I think he was a doctor or a researcher. But he basically wanted to share this story where um, he really wanted to figure out what causes addiction and how to break away from that. So there was a research done, a uh, uh, bunch of lab rats, right? They took a single rat, a single mouse, put it in a, a cage, in an aquarium, and they had two water bottles, uh, two water supply, one that's just w- regular water, 
and the other water was laced with nicotine. Okay, you get, nicotine can be very, you know, very, uh, very addictable, right? Addicting. And um, they kept the rat alone. You know, he, the rat was there, and and um, and over time, they observed, right, through science, they observed that the the rat, the rat, uh, was. Uh, increasingly drinking out of the uh, the water laced with nicotine. So basically, the 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 rat got addicted to nicotine. Right, uh, the rat was no longer drinking normal water; was drinking the water with nicotine in it. Now, different variable. So that was the, that was the initial kind of experiment. They 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 did another experiment where where now it's not just a single rat. They put additional rat in there. They put um, I think three or four other rats. So basically, a group of rats along with many other. Now, the results were profoundly, profoundly interesting, and I was blown away. And this really helped me understand that this led me to some thoughts and prayers that ultimately kind of helped me break out of this pattern uh, of going back to porn. So basically what happened was uh, same, same kind of variable. They put uh, regular water and water laced with nicotine. A few weeks go by, none of the rats had any correlative addiction to the nicotine water. And why is that? Well, what was interesting, the only difference is the rat being alone versus the rat being in a community, the rat being in a group. That was a big game changer. Not only was it observable by, you know, actually looking at the rat's behavior, but they actually, you know, uh, linked their brain, right, to see if there was any activity there. It was, and just that fact just blew me away. So it made me wonder, hold on. So if, if it, if this is true with rats, as you know, and I'm probably oversimplifying this, but could this be also true with humans, with people? After all, God created us to live in community. God created us to live in groups and with harmony, with peace with other people. And you look at, you know, you go back to uh, the, 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 uh, in, in Genesis where God creates Adam and Adam's alone. He's incredibly lonely. Right, the the very fact that God saw that Adam was lonely, he was alone, created us a woman. Now, here's where I'm making a connection with with uh, the struggles of pornography and all that. As soon as I realized that, I, I had this crazy epiphany. It's probably it, it's from God. It's definitely from God. This this has to come from God. Basically, the epiphany is like, oh my gosh, I'm lonely. That's it. The reason why I'm, I'm finding and I'm, I'm searching or seeking for an, a, an outlet or a way to bond with something is because I'm lonely. That's it. And I, at the moment I realized that, holy smokes, holy crap, right? It, it just, it was a huge, huge eye-opener for me because this can, be, this can look different for many people. This could be they're addicted to smoking, they're addicted to drinking, they're addicted to drugs, and and basically the research, the same research that I kind of shared shared with about the the conclusion, the analysis conclusion, was people are naturally bonding at all times to to relieve the the loneliness. The key is what people are bonding to. Are we bonding with other people? Are we bonding with God? Are we being intimate with our spouse, uh, and girlfriend, boyfriend, right? Whatever the case might be. And I realized that's the key. And it made me realize that um, I, I, I was definitely not intimate with, with 
my wife. And and some people are like, oh, what do you mean? I mean, like, you know, you, obviously you're loving her well. You you know, you, you're, you're treating her well. And, and you guys have a kid together. What do you mean you're not intimate with her? Well, glad you asked. One of the big challenges for men, including myself, and I'm, this is something that I'm still practicing out of. I'm, I'm, I'm still working on this. And I'm, I'm I, I, I better phrase, I'm, I'm allowing God to work in me. Okay, there's that, that's a better phase. I'm, I'm trusting the spirit to move my heart, to, to move my mind, to put the right people uh, to where I, I, I can walk out of this, uh, is men struggle with emotional awareness. Big time. Big, big time. And I'll, here's a proof, okay? Guys can't name more than five emotions. Okay, I'm, I'm, I just made that up. But, I, you know, guys, literally, it's, for, for us, we only, you know, we're either happy, excited, sad, angry, frustrated. That's it. Those are only probably the five most common. Ninety percent of our emotions run through the five five things. You ask a a, a lady, hey, how many emotions do you can you feel? Well, they can name more than five. I, I'll guarantee you that. Okay, there's so many vocabulary, so many words to describe so many different types of emotions, and I I've I started to realize, oh my gosh, I, I got to get in touch with my emotions, man. And I know this sounds hokey, you know, and and. To me, um, when I heard about this for the first time, I'm like, man, it, that's, that sounds very feminine, right? But it's not. It, 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 men, listen to me. This is what defines strength. The ability for you to be able to connect with your own self, your own emotion, to be able to control it, to be, able, to be at least be aware of it, shows strength and development in who you are as a human. I mean, isn't it kind of sad that some people, they just compl- they're completely, they lost touch with their emotions. They're, they don't even know how they feel. And, and, and unfortunately, this is, this is true with even, even ambitious guys, guys that are so driven, guys that have dreams, visions, they're, you know, they're going a million miles per hour, they're build, building businesses, building wealth, doing so well, they're, they're so wealthy and successful, yeah, they're miserable. They're sad. And part of it has to do with is they, they, they don't slow down. They don't, they don't sit just, you know, hands off and say, you know, what, what am I feeling right now? What is this, what is this like, thing that I'm, I'm experiencing? And a lot of times what guys do is they, they, they try to erase that. They try to, like, um, they, they try to intoxicate themselves with other things so that they don't have to feel it. You know, they do it with porn. They do it with drinking. They do it with smoking. They can't just, they, you know, they can't deal with it. And again, I'm not a psychiatrist to go and say, hey, this is the solution. Here, go, go do it. But this was, this was the journey for me. That realizing that I am incredibly lonely, that I'm incredibly miserable because I'm not connecting with not only myself, but connecting with other people. And by connecting with myself, I could go and ultimately allow other people to connect with who I truly am. And that is so much true with connecting with God and being intimate with him. Like I, I've gone, I've come to a stage in, in my life, and and I, I am again, I'm eternally grateful to God that I, I've, I've, I could come to this realization, to where anytime I feel anything, I stop, take a quick pause, take a quick breath, and, and ask God. You know, I just do a little prayer and say, God, what, what is this that I'm feeling? Is this loneliness? Is this sadness? Is this frustration? What is the source? Where is this coming from? You know, God made emotions for a reason. So I asked God, like, hey, what, what is this? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, you tell me why. Hey, you made me, God, so go, please. Like, I, I need to know what this is. And, and I want to I wanna give this to you. I want to let you know. And, of course, God knows, you know, that, that I'm feeling, you know, 
frustration, sadness, happiness, joy, excited. Of course he knows. But the fact that I am, I am, I am letting myself be known to God, I'm letting myself open, being vulnerable by saying, God, I, I, I feel frustrated or I feel sad or I'm excited, right? By, by sharing all those moments with him, I'm, I'm opening my emotions to Jesus. I, it's actually been really cool that I get to also kind of feel what, what God might feel, which is pretty like getting closer to his heart so that I can, I can kind of resonate with what he's feeling, what he's thinking about me, what he's thinking about the, the situation. And that is incredibly more powerful than what I think about myself incredibly more powerful what I think about this situation. Because if, if, I tru- if, if, if I truly say that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, then I probably should look up to him to also shape my opinion and my thoughts about everything. Am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sometimes San Qua can get in his way, and he's going to insert his own thoughts, his own opinion, and, and his own way. But I'm rem- I, I trust in the Spirit to remind me that, hey, he, 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 he is the one that drives my opinion and my thoughts, not, not me. That is, and, and to me, that's, that's how I interpret you know, what it means to die to myself, to die to myself every day so that, the Christ, so that Christ can live in me. That's, that, to me, that's, a, that's what it means. So when I realized that I was miserable and, and, and sad and, and, and you know, lonely all at the same time, not only was I able to connect with God even at a deeper level, and I want to go even deeper, you know, I really want to go, you know, full, full hardcore. God, Jesus he is ready. I, I, sometimes I don't know if I'm ready for that. But this also has, this model, this framework, this thought process has also been applied to my own marriage and I know guys out there, you might be freaking out or you might, this might make you a little uncomfortable. And this may actually scare you because it scared me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to do this. But start sharing your feelings with your wife. And wives and girlfriends out there watching this, your man is terrified of sharing his emotions with you. You know why? Because the moment that he shares his emotion with you, he just basically t- took his armor off and said, you know what? If you shoot me now, I'm going to die. <laughs> you, you take an arrow shot in my heart, I, I'm going to feel the pain. And, and for guys to do that, it's scary. I, even today, I, I have, I, sometimes I have a very hard time sharing vulnerabilities, sharing honest moments with my wife. And it takes a lot of strength. It, I mean, I sweat bullets when I do this. It is so much easier to make money and run a business than to share my feelings and thoughts with, with my wife. Dead serious. Uh, and, but when I do, not only do I sense, feel a sense of relief, uh, there's actually, um, again, I'm not a medical scientist, but just from what I read, is you get uh, endorphins, you get uh, um, uh, dopamine boost, you get um, uh, so, you know, all, all the happy and love hormones, where now you become less chemically dependent on pornography and more so healthy, getting that from healthy relationships. And instead of isolating yourself from the rest of the world, isolating yourself from people, isolating yourself from girlfriends, boy, boyfriends, wives, and, and husbands, now you're integrated with them, getting connected with them, and getting the same happy, rush, emotional feelings that you would necess- you would normally get from porn. And and that's what I've done. 
and I am practicing that every day. Again, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not here to tell you guys, oh, look at me, I'm holy, right? I'm uh, all you sinners, right? That's not what I'm here to do, okay? I, I'm, I'm flawed as well, just <laughs> in many, many angles. Uh, but the very fact that God is working in me, the Holy Spirit is working in me, man, oh, man, I, <laughs> gushy moments, man. Gushy, gushy moments. Just thinking about that. And, um, it, it, and, and, and there's no pride involved in this, right? Um, you know, the only thing, the only, you know, I felt the, 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 the tugging and the prompting of the Spirit to share this with you guys because I want to let you guys know that there's hope. And, and it's not in discipline, it's not in willpower, it's not in you know, further isolation from people, it's not further hiding it from people. It's, a, it's all about um, having hope, and, and, and there is a way. There's an, there is an absolute way. Okay? And for us that, that claim to follow Christ, we build bridge with him. Okay? And, and I, you know, that's probably a better, better phrase as he builds the bridge with us. We just got to let him build it. We just got to let it, we got to open our, our hearts and say, God, build that bridge because you only you can do it. Okay. And, and, you know, sometimes I don't even have the strength to walk on that bridge. So, so God, I, you know, just come, come in and, 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 and just, um, allow me to respond. Right. So there's a way, uh, and, and men, dudes, guys, don't be afraid of your emotions, man. It's, it's there. Um, it's there to help us connect with people. It's there to help us. Uh, become not only stronger, but help us become healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I, for those that know me that are very close to me, I'm a very task-driven guy, right? I'm, I'm go, 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 right? Screw emotions. We, have, we don't have time for that. Let's go. Let's, you know, we've got to take the hill. But, you know, realizing that I've been living that way for, the, you know, pretty much all my adult life has made it very hard for me to make friends, has, a, has made it very hard for me to connect with people, and has made it really hard to connect with God, uh, to, be, to be known by God. Um, and he wants to know me. Um, and he, or uh, the better way I should say is he wants me to also um, to, 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 to accept the invitation to be known, right? So... Uh, Man, yeah, I, I, mean, I shared a lot here. <laughs> I, I basically poured my heart for you guys. Um, had a little bit, of, a little bit of a vulnerability moment because, um, and it's gonna be hard for you to share your story out in the public because some of you guys could be fired. There's real life consequence of sharing this. Uh, some of you might be pastors. Some of you might be leaders in your community, and it's gonna be hard for you to share this. You know, and and I have this you know amazing privilege to be able to share this and not deal with any job related consequences because you know I, I thank god i'm the boss uh but i mean so much of you guys are you're keeping it here you're keeping it you know all tucked in the deepest level of your heart dark you know and it's in there and you're, you're hiding it and, and and i know it's hard i've been there it's tough um sometimes you feel like you're you're fighting it alone and that's what the enemy wants is the enemy the enemy wants to make sure that he that you guys buy into this lie that you're alone. Well, I'm here to tell you guys that you're not. And if you, you want to reach out to me because you want to talk to me about this struggle that you're going through, I am more than well, I am more than going to open my doors to share this with you guys because I know what it feels like. I know what the battle looks like, 
and the, and and you're not here to fight fight alone. You have friends, you have families, you have uh, people like myself that are rooting for you, they're cheering for you, they love you, and God loves you so much. And I know you heard that many times. You hear it on Sundays. You're hear it. You're hearing the Bible. But do you really believe it? Do you really, really, really deep dive, deep deep dive, believe it? And are you receiving it? Because you can't love people, you can't love your kids, you can't love your spouse if you yourself are running empty of His love. So, friends, I I sincerely pray to pray pray that uh, whatever bondage and chain that the enemy has wrapped you around, I sincerely believe, I hope and believe and pray that um, you let you let you trust the Spirit that He will guide you. It doesn't have to be now. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be right away. God's got His timing. He's 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 working. Okay, He's working, and so you just trust Him, um, and that. You know, and and for the fact that you've listened to this on, per, on uh, for a reason, trust that he's got something for you, and be open to the idea, and know that you're not alone. Okay, and 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 acknowledge that if you're struggling with something, it's probably because of loneliness and and feeling isolated. So my charge and my challenge to you is that um, get get in with groups, uh, talk to me. Okay. Um, talk to guys that are struggling. This really, by the way, talk, yeah, talk, talking with a group of guys definitely helped me a lot. I mean, that, that was a huge game changer because uh, now I was able to connect with those guys and, and I feel less isolated, less lonely, and I, you know, dopamine boost, all kinds of cool stuff. So, that being said, guys, if you are a man listening to this, I hope this gives you an incredible uh, amount of voice to, and articulation to what you weren't necessarily able to articulate. Um, if you are a lady, a, a wife listening to this, I really hope that this helps you understand what guys are going through and what, what's in here. Because uh, I know your husbands and boyfriends don't necessarily share that all the time with you. Uh, and um, I, I, I hope that it somewhat opened um, kind of a, a window to our brains and show you what goes on up in there. So uh, for, for ladies listening to this, um, my, my challenge to you is don't use this against any men. If you, if you yourself is strongly with this, you know, I've just kind of sh- shared my story with you. But if your husband or boyfriend or significant other, any man in your, in your life that you love, more than likely they're probably addicted to pornography. Um, and what I would challenge you guys to do is extend grace, uh, extend love, extend understanding and never ever shame a guy uh, for their struggle. Help them, encourage them, uh, support them. Because the more you shame them, the more you guilt them, the more you condemn them, the more you judge them, the, the farther and farther they will be, they'll, they'll walk into the territory of isolation, and that makes the problem worse. Okay. So that being said, guys, love you all. I, I sincerely do. Um, and I hope that my sharing of my story has helped has helped convey that. Uh, love you guys, and you know I share this. If you want to share this podcast episode with other people, I I, I highly implore you to do so. I'm not here to get famous. I'm not here to get millions of listeners. Um, I, what I'm here to do is speak into what God has spoken to me, or at least tugging in my heart, and just and, and just sharing my journey, sharing my 
excuse me, share my my walks with Christ and and kind of show you what that's like. Um, so that's that's what I'm here to do. Um, so that being said, I, I appreciate you guys allowing me to be authentic. I appreciate you guys allowing me to be honest. Uh, I appreciate you guys not condemning me, shaming me, or 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 putting me putting me on a timeout. Um, I appreciate you guys just listening. Um, I really do, and sometimes that's all that's all that matters is just to listen, and um, and 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 understand and get to know that person. So. Uh, that being said, guys, thank you so much for watching in, uh, watching, or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, do consider subscribing. You know, again, I'm not asking for anything. If you guys want to share, uh, that would be amazing. Uh, if you want to share this on, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I think we're also on Stitch. I, I don't remember. But uh, that being said, guys, please, uh, if you guys want to share this because it was powerful, go for it. Um, I don't expect uh, you guys to do so, but only do it if you feel feel like you got uh, some impact and. Um, we got something out of this. So, yeah. All right, guys. Love you. And uh, Daniel will be sharing his story next week. So definitely tune in. And we'll see you in the other episode. Take care.